When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> Long time since we've done a AYS morning show. It feels good to be back. It feels so good to be back here in the mornings. Still got some, you know, breakfast, uh, um, breakfast, some, uh, what do you call that? Sleep stuff around my eyes. Too early in the morning for all this greatness. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Good to go. Glad to be here. Uh, as we got a lot to talk about on this Saturday morning, uh, we will be doing our Saturday morning shows, kicking them back off. We stopped after Hurricane Ida, which is really tough for us, you know, not having the internet and having to go elsewhere. Um, so we had to stop the Saturday morning shows. But we are back, and we will be very heavy LSU and SEC-centric during football season. We'll be bringing on a lot of um, SEC guests. We'll try to do this a little bit like a, uh, what do you call those in the mornings with Lee Corso on them? A college game day. Uh, we'll be sponsored through Bet Online and Believe. So very LSU-centric. And we'll be doing the post-game shows on Saturday. Um, hold on one second. I see we're lagging a little bit. <laughs> oh, joy. Joy, joy, joy. I don't even know what's going on here. Hopefully, this is the first time we've lagged in a long time. 
hopefully it, it it stays. That damn spectrum will get after you. So that's what we'll do, guys, uh, in the morning times. Um, on Saturdays. Um, so look to be fun. So sorry for the lag. Uh, yeah, Facebook user says, long time no see. What's up, brother? Um, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, Gary Donovan says, what's up, brother? Not much. Just hanging out on this Monday morning. Sorry for the lag. We already know. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to fix, work that out. Uh, AJ Bama says, good morning to you, Tiger fans. L.A. kind of now, Jeezy. Says, let's go. What's up, LGZ? Kristen Connor says, good morning, AYS fam. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. Uh, Roy says, congratulations to Coach Davis on Tyree Adams. It's true. Very, very true. So we'll, let, let me get to some of these topics that we have today. It's the last week without LSU football or football in general. So we'll get into a lot of that. Some things I expect um, we can get into. Recruiting. Uh, the summer bash update from yesterday, as I just mentioned, Tyree Adams committed to LSU. We'll, I'll give you some tidbits. I have a pretty big, um, pretty big write-up uh, on the message board that I will be doing after the show. So after the show, be looking out for the write-up that I'll be posting, uh, giving you a little bit more tidbits on that. But we will touch on some of them uh, here this morning. Mike! Jones Jr. Joins us in about 20 minutes at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So, might be the last time we see Mike for a little bit. <laughs> With camp starting up, so that would be really fun. Paul Skeens, the very talented Air Force pitcher, catcher, first baseman, left fielder, third baseman, shortstop, um, has transferred or is transferring to LSU. Big deal. Very, very big deal for LSU that Paul Skeens commits. And I, LSU is obviously done as they announced the guys that they have entered from the transfer portal. We'll be doing a list with that next Monday. Uh, guys, honestly and truthfully, the number one team in the country is LSU. And I know that um, that doesn't necessarily boat, you know, say a lot because a lot of teams that have been projected number one uh, overall have haven't necessarily done so well. But I think that this is different. Actually, I know that this is different, right? Like, so we'll um, we're gonna go ahead and get off of Twitter. So if you listen to us on Twitter. We're no longer going to be streaming on Twitter. Go to YouTube and Facebook, because um, we're having some uh, we're having some delays here. So if you're listening to us on Twitter, I apologize, um, but we're 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 having some lagging. So we're just going to um, to stop streaming there. Okay, so let's do this. Let's get everything started. Everybody, do us a favor. Hit the like. Hit the share. Uh, if it's your first time watching a Saturday morning show, I get to as many of your comments as I can. Fire in some questions for Mike Jones Jr. as well. Um, but we'll get to a lot this morning. So hit the like and share. Um, if you're listening to us on Facebook, I see there's a good many of you in there. Hit the like, share, share to those Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. If you're listening to us on XM Radio or you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, 
Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff as well. Okay, let's do this. Let's pay some bills very, 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 very quickly. And then we'll be right back. We got a lot to talk about. But let me mention to you guys, my good friends over at GM Varndon Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, we'll be back in a minute to start the show. Our partners over at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games it's easy to get started so head on over to their website use betonline.ag use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than gm vardo and sons RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you're good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Uh, Philip Rose. Uh, well, first off, let's get this thing started, y'all. <laughs> no, um, no Pooh Bear or Zach this morning. I gave. We'll, we're going to give them the morning off. Uh, Philip Rose says, "Good morning, Blake. Can you ask Mike Jones Jr. if they plan on blitzing a lot on defense?" Actually, Philip, I, I, I will answer that question. And no, I'm not going to ask Mike because I, I'm not going to let make him give away their game plan. Right? Like. I'm not like some radio host. Hey, are you all going to be blitzing a lot? And then somebody at BAM up uh, picks up on this. Uh, or Florida State. Um, I think that they'll be moderate. Um, you know, I, I go back and watch a lot of Matt House while he was at um, Kentucky. And they did do some very unique things. But I think that he it – was. it's a lot like Dave Aranda at Wisconsin. He – Dave didn't ever really have the um, – what's the word I'm looking – I don't want to say he didn't have the personnel because they had some ta- – they got talent in, at, you know, at Wisconsin. They get talent at Wisconsin. Maybe not the, the greatest of talent, but Dave Aranda at Wisconsin was much different than Dave Aranda at, at LSU, right? I mean, because you got the athletes where you could rush for and play guys in coverage and um, – but – you know, in Wisconsin, Dave had to blitz a lot just to get a pass rush. And that was a lot like Matt House, but he did have Josh Allen. So let's, you know, let's see. I mean, every every place is different for a coach. And, and they learn something new um, as well. Uh, Facebook user says, it's me, it's me, Nick Gidry. Forgot I'm in Facebook jail. <laughs> oh, dang, man. Uh, Blaine Smith says, I heard that uh, Makai Wingo has been impressive. What, where have you been? You've been... Li- I feel like Blaine doesn't even listen to the show. I feel like he come in here and just comments. <laughs> Where you been, big dog? Uh, Jason Brumfield says, Brad Davis from the top rope, but he can't recruit. We can start off there. I think that's a good place to start, right? You guys think that's a good place to start? Um, 
Yeah, look, so we had a write-up on this a week, uh, maybe seven or eight days ago on the uh, on the uh, message board, ayssnetwork.com slash forum, in which I pretty much wrote an uh, – it's not an article. I mean, an ar- it's not an article. It's just a thing that we put inside the website. And I said that Brad Davis was next. And look, Tyree Adams was the guy and the young man, four-star New Orleans St. Aug native who committed. Guys, Brad Davis is going to be fine. I, and if they land Zalance Hurd, they're going to go get some more guys out of the transfer portal. Guys, LSU doesn't let – me, let me say this too, and I'm going to put this in the write-up this morning. A lot of people are worried about this freshman class, right? Like everybody's worried about, oh, we got to go get freshmen. Guys, LSU is going to have to hit the portal in, like in recruiting. LSU is 1,000% going to have to hit the portal again this year to have a stable base. Guys, they have like 15 or 20 guys that won't be here next year. They got to go get experienced guys that will hit the transfer portal. So, I let me say this. I'm not so worried about this freshman class this season because I know, and talking to some people, that LSU is going to have to really, really, really hit the portal next season. Guys, you're losing your entire defensive line. You still have very talented pieces like Quincy Wiggins, Bryce Langston. If you get Tank Guillory back, Makai Wingo, no doubt. They got some talented pieces. They also have some very um, inexperienced dudes. It's a lot like the offensive line from a season ago, right? Like you have some talented pieces. You can bring in a Will Campbell, but you still go out and get Miles Frazier. You still go out and get Traymond Shorts. It's going to be the same. Guys, I, I fully expect us to hit the transfer portal again very, very hard uh, in this recruiting class. Uh, but I know a lot of you want to know about yesterday and some tidbits. I Again, like I said, if you're just joining us, um, I'll be putting that into uh, my write-up this morning. So if you haven't subscribed, you, you need to go do that. Great day. Talk to multiple staff members. Fantastic day. Talk to, I think, four or five. I think as of this morning, about 6 o'clock, I think I had talked to like four guys, four kids that had been there. Huge day, man. And it was always the plan, right? Like this is something that was always the plan for LSU from the onset of how they wanted to recruit the state of Louisiana. There were some guys that LSU wants that wasn't there. At least they weren't elsewhere. But you do have guys like Shelton Sampson Jr. that will be at Texas A&M today. A&M had, uh, uh, I mean A&M. LSU had some guys, some guys from A&M that were in town, some commits and non-commits that A&M's after. Uh, you had really talented young men like Taviano, the uh, the corner from Texas that was there, and you had a lot of Louisiana recruits, man. A lot of Louisiana recruits, not just in this class, but next class. All in all, it went well. A lot of people kept hitting the message board last night and, and, and sending me comments and asking um, how many people I think commit. I, I don't know that. I think if LSU wanted to or if LSU said, yeah, you could commit, and I'm not saying they wouldn't take the commitments, but they're not necessarily pushing them all, um, they would do it. But it was overall, man, it was a really good weekend, really good day. Um, I was told, and I'm not going to say the, the young man, but I was told um, that one of the one of the guys that one of the kids that's not committed yet, all he wanted to do was meet Brian Kelly, and it, it's been his dream to play at LSU, and he was giddy for even being there. That's the kind of kids you want, man. 
And it's not, and it's it, what's crazy is it's not as if this kid's not a highly touted, a highly talented young man. LSU's got talent, guys, and they're going to continue to get. Uh, they're going to continue to get young men, right? Like, uh, and a lot of them. I, I still feel good about Zalance Hurd. I think if you know the two guys that I put from a recruiting standpoint that is a must get, you got to get is Sheldon Sampson. He's my number one overall player in the state, and Zalance Hurd, who's number two. I think you sit very in a very good place for both of those young men. Guys, at that point, I mean, and look, I, this recruiting class, like I'm more worried about the 2024 in-state recruiting than I am this season. I'm not necessarily, because this one's just so goofy. You know, like people ask me a lot of times about like Tackett Curtis. And, it, and, and to Tackett Curtis, this isn't a knock on that young man. He made a decision. It is his decision to make. But two staffs... <laughs> And, you know, you got Ed Orsron, and you got Brian Kelly, and he doesn't want to talk to either one of them. I see we're lagging. Guys, we're monitoring. There's not a lot we can do. But so I'm not – I am not at all worried about the state. I, I, I don't I, – I never have understood this Brian Kelly can't recruit and – you know, all this stuff. Like, I, I've never understood that. Like, I go down Brian Kelly's recruiting list. They weren't ever in the really in the top five conversation. They've been in the top ten conversation. And he also hasn't had any kids inside his state to go and recruit. Indiana's a, not a very high, rich state for football. Basketball it is, not not football. Uh, Lester Abel says, what the hell, Blake? We weren't supposed to be able to be getting kids in our own state. Yeah, I know. I, I don't. I, I really, I really don't understand that argument or what, like, and everybody, you know, last week, or I think it was even Monday, but we posted the clips and you can go and find them, whether on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We have all of these clips that are on there. You know, there was a big thing last week about Brad Davis. Oh, Brad Davis can't recruit. He doesn't know what he's doing. And everybody's freaking out in July. It doesn't matter what Bama's doing or A&M's doing or what Rudy Pooh State University's doing. It doesn't matter. Man, y'all guys, you got to relax. There's a plan that's in place here. I mean, LSU went 11 and 12 the last two seasons. They had a top six recruiting class, and Brian Kelly wasn't here for six weeks. And 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 like I've said multiple times over, you you can't just look at the you can't look at recruiting the same like it was with Les Miles, like it was for Ed Orgeron in the beginning before the portal became the way that it was. Guys, if you got a really strong recruiting class of freshmen and you know for a fact that LSU's got to go in the transfer portal to get more guys, guys, you're going to lose at minimum 15 dudes next year. At minimum. They got to go in the portal like they did again this season. You got to have, sometimes you got to have guys that can play now. LSU does have a lot of upperclassmen, but not enough. Seniors, name the seniors. Jay Ward, Eileen Gay, Traymond Shorts, Mike Jones Jr. Who, Baskerville, Jared Bernard Converse, Seven Banks, Greg Brooks, Fouché. So basically, basically, your damn defense. 
I'm telling you, man. I'm t- I'm telling you, they're gonna have to go back into the portal. <laughs> Blaine, it's a joke, buddy. It's a joke. But Blaine says, really been watching since day one before you started this show. You said you were going to start this. Tune in most days. Blaine, it's a joke, buddy. It's a joke. Uh, Brandon McGraw says, what other D-line or O-line prospects do you see committing in 2023? I'll put that in the write-up, Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Um, I'll put it in there. Uh, Jonathan Satoon says, if NCAA does away with the uh, one free transfer and allow kids to transfer yearly, how would it affect recruiting down the road? We'll affect it nonstop. I, I, I think that's the stupidest rule. I, I'm, I'm okay with the one-time transfer freebie or even two if you're a grad transfer, like you can transfer twice. I'm not about this. You can transfer four times in four years if you're academically eligible. I'm not I'm not cool with that. I mean I mean at all. Um Don on Facebook, I mean on YouTube, excuse me, says that offense with Samson, Jalen Brown, Walker Howard spinning it. Yeah, it, it's gonna be really talented. And then think about so like let's think about the future of LSU right quick, and I might need to clip this too. Think about this future for LSU. You could have Will Campbell as your left tackle. Um, you could have like Paul Mabinga or, or even Tyree Adams as your left guard. You could have Fitzgerald West as your center. You can have Emory Jones as your right guard. You could have Zalance Hurt as your right tackle. Guys, that offensive line is deadly. It's deadly. Again, Campbell, uh, uh, Adams, Fitzgerald West, Emory Jones, and Zalance Hurt at right tackle. Then as the receivers, you could have Jalen Brown, Shelton Sampson Jr., Landon Ibietta, Chris Hilton Jr., uh, 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 Kyle Parker. It's a lot of damn good talent. Running back, Trey Holly, Caleb Jackson, and your quarterback's Walker Howard. Tell me that that's not a very talented offense. Guys, that is a spectacular offense when you look at the weapons around you. Oh, and by the way, I'm forgetting about tight end and Mason Taylor, Mark McAway, Tavion Galloway, down the road. Guys, this Brian Kelly's fine. Brian, this whole, oh, LSU has, like, this, if you look at it and everybody's like, oh, this recruiting class stinks or, or, or we're not recruiting at a high level. Have you looked at the future offense? That offensive line alone is going to be nasty. That offensive line alone is going to be sick. And I've said this on multiple shows. I've said it on some national shows, too. This could be LSU's best offensive line that we've ever seen if you look at it and you think about it. Like, think of the talent that could be there. Just that tackle. God bless it if if Zalance Hurd commits. Think about that for a minute. By the way, I keep playing with these. If you haven't been to our website, I just got 10 of these. I'm going to start doing some giveaways and some giveouts. Y'all seen these on the website yet? I can't even. <laughs> just like a random sticker. Yeah. And we got some new new shirts coming out too. Um, but yeah. Also, let me transition very quickly because we got Mike Jones Jr. joining us in five minutes. And I'll get to some of these comments too. Uh, Paul Skeens. 
the Air Force guy, the Air Force man, the Air Force transfer portal guy. Um, fantastic. Jay Johnson's done in recruiting. Guys, I, I'm sorry, and I know that it's August, or, or, or about to be August in two days. Um, I don't. I never remember covering or or watching or loving LSU baseball from a recruiting aspect more than I do right now. It is insane what Jay is doing in recruiting. Paul Skeens is going to pitch. He's going to DH. I could fully see Paul Skeens being a Sunday day, a Sunday starter, DHing Friday, Saturday in the midweek, and then maybe even DHing on Sundays. But the reason I think he even starts on a, like is your starting guy on the mound on Sunday is because he can hit on he can hit on a Tuesday, Wednesday. He can he can focus on hitting Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday he can just unload the tank um, and, and go pitch. And, and and maybe he doesn't even have to worry about hitting on that day. But a guy that hit over 315 with hardly no talent around him, had a, like an under 3 ERA, I think 2.5 ERA, something to that extent, or 2.76, um, hit 13 home runs. The crazy thing was he only had 30 RBIs, 35 RBIs or something like that, but didn't have a lot of people on base. I think hit over 450 with runners in the scoring position, which is massive, and a big right-handed bat. Look, Scott Woodward has put together a coaching staff from a head coaching coaching staff. Very, very, very good. Every, you know, there's always this uh, this narrative or belief system. Um, like, and, and not belief system, but there's always this question mark around who's going to win a natty first. And a lot of people say Kim Mulkey, and I don't disagree with that. I think Kim can do it. Don't get me wrong. I... I I, if Kim Mulkey wins, you know, of all these coaches, if she's the first one to win a national title, I could fully, fully see that. But for me, for me, if I'm going number one overall like this, I'm 1,000%, 1,000% going Jay Johnson. 1,000% going Jay Johnson to win a, the, of these first national titles. Guys, you can ask any scout. And we need to get Benny Latino on um, since post-draft. And I, I just want to ask him some general questions. Not even questions about, like, LSU or whatever. But just centric questions. Guys, I, I, it is unheard of in college baseball that you have two first-round picks on one team. Or maybe you have three, but the, the other guy is a young guy, is a freshman. You don't really know. Maybe he's a third-round guy, but has the potential to work himself into a first-round pick. We've seen something like that before. Like, you've seen Vandy have Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, and it was kind of unheard of to have that high of, of draft picks on the mound in college baseball. But now you're seeing it way too a lot now. But look at this. You have Dylan Cruz, first round, maybe number one overall pick. Paul Skeens, first-round potential. Tommy Tanks, first-round potential. Gavin Guidry, first-round first potential. Uh, 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 who else am I forgetting? Because I'm forgetting a lot. Um, Christian Little, first-round potential. I mean, there's so that's five guys that I'm just naming off the top of my head that could be going in the first round. And, guys, that is absolutely unheard of. 
It is absolutely unheard of to have five first-round picks in college baseball at LSU. Man, this is going to be insanity. You, you remember Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn? This is insanity. I mean, man, what a, what a change of events, right? Like, what a, what a, uh, Gary Donovan says Trey Morgan. I don't think Trey goes in the first round unless he starts playing outfield. Because there's, you know, you, Gary, what's interesting about Trey is if you talk to multiple people, um, they're not going to draft Trey as a first baseman. So if that if that's the case, then he's going to have to play the outfield. And quite honestly, I don't think that he has a choice. I think he's got to play in the outfield now. But but Paul and I see these questions about Skeens playing catcher. He doesn't want to catch. He wants to pitch in DH. So they're going to let him do it. They're going to let him do it. Okay. Our first Saturday guest since we've been back. Saturday morning shows. I was scrolling through my phone searching for the right person. Who's going to be our guest on Saturday morning? And I texted this person and they were like, yeah, I'm in. Then the other night, President Obama said he couldn't come on the show. So we're going to go with Mike Jones Jr. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. I, I wonder if Mike Jones wants one of these stickers. Maybe he could put it on his jersey. You know what I mean? Like, you know how they do it in the NBA? Like, and, and the NBA does these weird sponsorships, right? Like, uh, you know, like Zatarans. Nobody buying no rice. All right, so let's do this. Let's pay these bills. Um, and then we'll get to Mike Jones Jr., man. The GOAT. The AYS GOAT, that's for sure. Guys, we'll be back in a minute with your starting middle linebacker, Mike Jones Jr. Be right back. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and Dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS. Sent you on by. Who? 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 Media Mike is back in the building, baby. We hadn't talked to you in a while, and so much is going on. You changed your number. Big six. You went to media days? Yes, yes. You told Tim Tebow that if he was going to put them pads back on, you was going to knock him out? I saw you live on TV, too. <laughs> Mike Jones Jr. is our guest. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Man, it's good, man. It's about that time. It, literally. It, it is, is that time. time. It is that time. I mean, we've been talking about this for months. 
And now it's finally here. Y'all, you guys report on Wednesday, right? Yep. So you report on Wednesday. You start practice on Thursday. What do you? What is your preparation before then? What are you doing to get ready before camp starts? Uh, I would say on the physical side, like on the field, it's time for me to chill. You know, I've been getting there for a long time since like January. You know, without really no like break, break. So these next couple of days, I'm gonna relax and then. Uh, just watch some film, uh, you know, and just get ready just to just ease my mind before it's time to get to going. Well, Mike, we saw uh, and we had talked uh, and you had talked about Makai Wingo on the show before about saying like, hey, Blake, this guy's a dog, man. Like keep put, you know, you went full bird, man, and told me to put respect on the young man's name. And then this week we we saw that LSU posted that he won the Iron Tiger Award. Which a lot of people were, and Mike, with, and this isn't any disrespect, but we're surprised because we don't know a lot about uh, Makai Wingo. What yeah. can you tell us about the young man, and especially you as a leader of this defense, a guy like him doing this summer? How 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 did that transpire? Yeah, man. From from the second he came in until now, uh, and you know I got to get a lot closer with him this summer because we were in the same lifting group. Um, I'm not going to lie, he might be the most veteran young guy I've ever seen throughout my college time. Okay, explain explain that. From, you know, the prehab side, just taking care of his body, always in the training room, uh, the mental side, man, always one of those dudes is just always going to do those his job, one of those guys you can trust. Uh, in the weight room, killing it every single day. Every single day. Literally every single day. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so it didn't surprise me he won that award. Whenever they were calling it up, I was knew it was going to be him. Um, but just, you know, the way he carries himself too, man, you know, like a lot of times, you know, guys be guys get young and then, I mean, they're young. And so they, you know, they might not value all the right things. And I'm like, dude, like, are you a, have you, how long have you been in college? Because you're doing everything right. You know, um, he, and I'm, I'm really excited for him, man. I call him baby AD. He's baby Aaron Donald. That's what I call it. I don't want to set the expectation too high. I know that's kind of insane, but that's what I call him. That's like my nickname for him. Is it because, of, I mean, he's six foot one, 290, and they look a lot of the oh, same? As strong as you know what. I, I, I'm going to wait until you're off here because I got something to say on that because, you know, I don't want you to be involved in my, in my, in my mess. But that's interesting, man. Uh, and you've talked about him so highly on this show, and I don't think people talk, you know, really, I guess, thought about it like that. And because, honestly, because Mike, there's so many talented yeah. guys on even on that defense, and for Kyle Wingo, especially on that D line, uh, yeah. for Kyle Wingo to be the dude, that's that's very good. Mike Jones Jr. is our guest. So you went to number six. I know. Uh, I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> See, Mike, what, what's funny is people don't know how long I got to hold on to info. You know, yeah. like in reference to like, because uh, I remember, remember I was texting. I was like, you got something to tell me, you know, like, <laughs> because I, you know, we saw on social media, Jordan Allen's wearing number 19, but you always talked about wanting to be back in number six. I, I guess tell the fan base why you chose that number specifically. Yeah, man. Uh, coming out of high school, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm from Nashville. I'm from the Nashville area. And so, uh, 
you know, I was like, just wanted to have my own little thing, you know, and the area code in Nashville was 615. So when I came to Clemson, I wanted to be number six. Uh, we had some couple guys from like my hometown area that all went to war six two, and I was just like, you know what, that kind of is like a cool little home thing. Um, so that's always been important to me. But like, it's just like what I started with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like different, man. It's a different swag when you just it's, for me when I'm in my six, bro. It's just just a different swag. So I'm I'm glad to have it back. Mine was fifty four because it was my yeah. first number I was ever given. Okay, and then Brian Erlacher wore number 54, yeah. and he was a white, bald-headed dude, and I didn't have a lot of hair growing up, you know? This <laughs> Italian beard didn't grow in until I got much older. And so that's like that for me. So I, let me tell so when I was a freshman, I wanted 54 at Southeastern, and that was like, how do I get this number? And they were like, you got to do push-ups. You got to do 1,000 push-ups before you can get the number. So let me tell you something how much I wanted that number, okay? Mm-hmm. All of them. It took me two weeks. Okay. Yeah. It, t- it literally took me two weeks. But you know what happened, though, Mike? When you do something, you're dedicated for something like that. It teaches you a lot, right? Like, that, yeah. it shows your team, like, how much something like that means to you, right? Like, hey, man, this is something that I want really bad. And I always felt like when you do something like that and to represent your hometown, like you mentioned, the team is like, okay, this means a lot to them. It, do you, did you have a lot of that same experience with your teammates? Man, um, so we didn't even, I didn't even get to switch the number up until very late, but anybody who knows me and anybody who's been around the locker room, you know, when it, when it comes to number talk, because this is the time where people start talking about numbers, uh, the only thing I talk about is number six. And if it's not, then I'm just like, I mean, of course, I'm just going to be out there playing football anyway, but six is where I, that if I could choose, everybody knows I would always choose number six. So what do I do with my 19 Mike Jones Jr. jersey? <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Uh, Mike Jones Jr. is our guest. I, I want to circle back to Makai Wingo uh, right quick because our producers hold a, host a podcast called The Golden Boot Pod. And Makai yeah. Wingo was on there and they asked him, I guess from me and your conversation, um, about Marvel. And Makai said, I'm quoting, it's trash. I guess – that You're, was the wrong one to ask. Well, He's you, the one I was talking to in the training room that one day. It was him. Okay, so your rebuttal. I mean, this man's not coming off of it. He, and I'm quoting, says it's Dookie. Um, can you respond? <laughs> can you respond to Makai Wingo on this Marvel, this bad Marvel take? You know, I could respond, but sometimes people are just going to be haters. And if you're not gonna come in with an open mindset to a to a movie franchise, to the greatest movie franchise ever, then I can't pay him no mind. If he wasn't such a good player, I might have got disrespectful back. But he was super strong, and he might hurt me. Yeah, that's my thing, Mike. As a guy that wins the, the Iron Tiger Award, I think you just want to say yes, sir, and move on. You called him Baby AD. <laughs> I, I, for your for your safety, I would just say yes, sir, and just you know. Move on. Put some respect on it. <laughs> Mike Jones Jr. is our guest. Uh, Mike, camp starts Thursday. Um, you, uh, I th- Coach Kelly talked about you guys have a couple of days off or about a week off, and then you guys will report and go in. Um, what do you do during this time? Do you watch film? I, I know that you said you relax and, you know, you pretty much go Will Smith and relax and all cool and shoot, maybe shoot some b-ball outside the school. But, I mean, what do you do to prepare? Like, is there any ritual that you have? Before you go in? 
Yeah, um, for sure. I'm I'm on the film study hard, and uh, you know I'm already on it. You know as much as it can be. I feel like I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it. But there's always more you can do. You know, there's always uh, you know little things you can pick up. And so like me, like throughout this week, I'm probably just gonna go through all the spring practices. You know, and just hammer them down day by day by day by day, and then uh, just start going back to our our own installs that you know in the way that we've installed them. And so by the time it's time to start going, you know I shouldn't be any unanswered questions yeah and, and mike there's not you know there's not a lot to do other than that you know you, you know at least for me like i'm watching the auburn game from last year the arkansas game I, it's football season's here you could smell it in the air too you know what i mean like the grass is getting cut and i'm like where's football at man you know like wh why does it keep smelling like grass and, and and there's no football uh criminal minded on youtube says jacob phillips was number six and he's from the nashville area too i believe yep. right uh did yep. you did you know him did you guys play against each other or anything like that in high school play against each other but this place that uh that i trained at um he had trained there also and so i knew of him like i was because i transferred out after my sophomore season and so all the like the guys that were ordered to me that had offers, we were all, all the young guys that they were trying to be like, oh, they're gonna take a Phillips. Oh, they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of a big dude, I, I mean that dude's Jack, man. Jacked. Absolutely. Jacked. Uh I don't know, really know what Jordan is asking here, but it says hashtag ask Mike J. What's your position on the court? Are you a point guard, shooting guard, uh, a four? What 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 is Mike Jones Jr.? These days I am on the bench. I, feel I used to be good. I used to be good at basketball, and then, like eighth grade after eighth grade, my dad made me stop playing. And uh, you know, I would go to the court sometimes whenever I was younger, like my freshman year or sophomore year, and I completely lost it all. I lost every, any bit of basketball goodness I've had. It's completely gone. But back in eighth grade, man, and I'm not lying on this. There was a game, and we weren't playing against the best team. Okay, this is small Tennessee. Middle school basketball. But one game, I dropped 40. Okay. But it was like all steals and layups. All right. I mean, where, where, what did you play? Were you a point guard, shooting guard? I was what? a point guard. Okay. Of yeah. course you were. Of course you were. Okay, 40 <laughs> points in, in middle school. I mean, were you just like, call me Mike Jordan? Were you wearing 23? Like... I don't even remember what number I was wearing this year. It might have been something like that, but I felt I felt like I was going to the NBA. Hey man, so so Mike, during the off season, when I tore my ACL in at Southeastern, mm -hmm. I would go to the local what like what do you call that like the student union or, or workout yeah. center or whatever, and um, the Pennington Center is what it's called. And I, I would play basketball to get in, get in shape, man. Because look, like if you're in rehab, man, you know you probably know um, it, you lose it really quick. So you got to do some of your own stuff. So I'd go in there and play basketball. I'm not. I, I told the guys like, hey, look, I'll pass it to you, and I'll be flashy. I'll be like uh, fat potato off of and one, you know, like do behind. I, I'm not gonna shoot. So. Uh, one time, and I was just playing with this dude, but I was trying to steal the ball, and I actually hit it, like hit the ball, yeah. and it, you know, went out. So I ran, and I got it, and I'm dribbling, and I'm like high stepping, you know, like, because I'm about to go up for the layup, you know. Yeah. So everybody's like, "Oh!" So I'm going there. I got the big head. I'm like, I'm about to lay this thing up, you know. Boop. So I go down there. I'm right by the rim. I hit the little. I hit the little hop. 
I go up. I missed the damn layup. Oh. Never shot a bat. I hadn't shot a basketball since then. So bad. That's why you don't put offensive linemen on the court, man. <laughs> I, I felt like I was Draymond Green out there. That's what I what I felt like. Hey, man. After offensive linemen, the next person you don't put on the court is linebackers. I remember missing a layup playing <laughs> with my friends like after my freshman year and sophomore year, something like that. A wide open layup, and since then that was the last time I picked up basketball, and I ain't heard the end of it since. I can't in my, in my group chat with my friends. I can't take nothing about basketball. If I have any, <laughs> anything like that, they're gonna they're gonna laugh at me. Hey, so I lied. I, I did hit a three one time, mm-hmm. and they were ribbing me. That's Mike. You got to go out there and hit a shot, and then quit. That way yeah. they can't. They, that way they can't talk crap. You know, but like, bro, I just I just pieced you up, dog. Like, what's talking about man? Uh, Aunt Marshall's this hashtag asked Mike, do you plan on hooping with Wiggins? I, there was a video that Quincy Wiggins was like dunking and breaking stuff. I mean, that dude's just a freak, man. Yeah, I would uh, rather get ran over than just <laughs> get put on a poster board. That dude is just crazy athletic, man. And he and was in your huge. he was in your SWAT team too, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he still is. I try, I I got him again. I wanted to make sure I got Quincy again. All right, how did you get him? Oh, so we do a draft. We do a draft. We come in early oh, one oh, more. Oh, okay. And uh, yes, sir. I, I Quincy Wiggins. I want to. I want the future first rounder. Get him used to this. So, I, I mean, look, man. I mean, is he like the? Uh, when y'all are, when y'all are lining up, like when y'all are doing this draft, it's everybody kind of like, "Hey, man, uh, stay away from Quincy." <laughs> you know, like is that what you're doing? Like, stay away from Quincy. <laughs> I will sneak up. I'll be like, "Hey, who who you gonna pick? Who, who who you got next pick?" Oh yeah, I want him. I want that guy. I'm gonna take your pick right from you. So y'all have a new SWAT team, like you you mentioned, like y'all did. Yep. So who's on your SWAT team now? Is me. Michael Baskerville, uh, Wes, uh, who rep Jacobian. See, I got some strong guys. Mm. Uh, who else on there? You were t- you were tired of losing the tug of war, weren't you? Hey man, we won this time. Okay, okay, yeah, man. We uh, for the big skill, we got to put Quincy out there, and not me. That's how we won. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking like a GM. The future, the future GM of the Titans, right here. Yeah, sir. Mike Jones Jr. Hey, does he look like a Greek god? Could you build a statue and he has sixty-six abs? That's the guy I want, and that's who you pick in Quincy Absolutely. Wiggins, man. Absolutely, the the future wrestler. Uh, Chris English says, "Who drafted Makai Wingo?" Wingo was his own. Uh, he had his own team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if I could have. I would have drafted him. I don't blame you. Mike Jones, <laughs> two more, brother, and we'll get you out of here. You've been fantastic as always. Um, God, now I lost my question. I, comple- <laughs> I completely just lost it. I, I don't even remember now. Uh, so let's do this. Tommy Poole says, hashtag ask Mike. Hey, that's a picture of me and Carter. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you have when you have, when you you have do this. That, that, look, I didn't even know that was me. That's me and my buddy Carter. You guys are crazy. Says hashtag ask Mike. Are there any teams you look forward to playing that you feel you need to uh, get back from last season? I mean, look, I, I you don't really have to answer that, but other than just like 
are like is you are you guys like is the team mentality like hey man we're about to put every LSU and everything back on the map uh yeah um there's not necessarily a certain team right. honestly ready for anybody anybody can get it that's my mindset this year um but for sure you know we we really want to go out there and uh you know put on a great show this year you know and play play some great football all year um right, right now we're you know, focus on, you know, our opponents is more, you know, internally driven right now. But uh, we got a really competitive group. And I, especially like on the defense side of the ball, man, you know, we trying to play, play to a certain mindset every day. And no, I don't know if anybody's ever said this on any media, but one day Coach House, <clears throat> he has said before practice that we going for the jugular. And uh, so that I feel like that's kind of like our team mindset, you know, and that's, I guess that's kind of crazy to say. It's not we're not actually trying to kill anyone, but you know, a mindset to where you know nobody escapes. <laughs> Mike, a lot of times people uh, identify like teams grow the identity of their coordinator. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel like this defense is grooming in the mindset of Matt House? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and in the way, I think it like kind of has translated into kind of everything we do. Um, one day we had a team run, and it was a tough run. And, uh, you know, some of the guys we were talking after, and, you know, I was like, like, listen, guys, like, this is this is the way that we do things is our standard. You know, now, this might be tougher than, you know, it might be really tough. Like, it's going to be hard. But that's what that's what we're going to expect every day. That's what Coach Howard's going to get out of us every day. So if we're not going to that level, then we're we not, we not succeeding. You know what I'm saying? So – like, that's just, like, our mindset now. You know, everything we do, like, being regular ain't going to be good enough for us, you know, because that's not what that's not what we do in practice. You know, we always going to do the extra, you know, when, whether it's running extra to the ball or, you know, if it's an incomplete pass, somebody going to scoop it up and score, you know, doing the regular things ain't ain't regular no more. You know, it's that's, that's underachieving. We're going to always do more. And so I feel like that's just our mentality as a defense. Yeah, you know a player I've seen on y'all's team that does that a lot, and at least on the field last year was Greg Brooks uh, or, and Joe Fouché. Joe yeah. Fouché does not take a playoff. I was watching a game with Arkansas and Bama last year, and, mm -hmm. dude, he might not make the play, but he's just impacting everything. It's so crazy. Uh, last one for you, Mike Jones. Um, media Day. Media Mike has returned. What was your experience like, man? We hadn't talked to you since then. I, I mean, we saw you talking to guys like Tebow. We saw you up there on the big podium. And you were the first guys to speak, and you were actually the first player to speak uh, that weekend, at least from a TV's perspective. You were the first player to speak that week. What is it like for you to be the face of the SEC because you're the first player out there? I mean, that's got to be a very big deal that you set the tone, that you were setting the mindset for the SEC in the football season. What was that whole experience like for you? And all of that. Yeah, uh, the whole experience was great. Um, you know, looking back at it, like just throughout while I was doing it, I was like, wow, this is like a moment that I won't forget. And mm -hmm. it was a lot of answering the same questions over and over again. But, you know, just the experience, you know, and, uh, you know, like kind of like the statue of the event, you know, it's it's three guys from all the schools, you know, and, and their coach. And so, uh, you know, it was really an honor to be there, man. But just being there, I was super appreciative just of the moment. And it was kind of – it was really cool to see how things are done. Like, I did not know it was in a hotel. Oh, you know, yeah. And so I'm, like, seeing all the – I was like, oh, that's how they did that. Like, oh, y'all did that over here. 
so yeah, man, it, it was a good experience. Um, you know, just a a great opportunity. You know, glad I got to represent LSU. It was uh, a lot of people posted this, but when you, Brian Kelly, BJ, and Jack walked in, there was a big. You know, when y'all first walked in through the double doors, and everybody's standing there in the media, and they were like LSU. And bro, you hit this. You hit this little Conor McGregor, like, you know, like walk. And I'm like, look at my dog. Here we go. You hit that walk, and then you hit that little pimp walk, like he was name was Denzel, you know. And I was like, bro, Mike's ready to roll. It was really good to see you, man. It was really good to see how you said you were looking forward to flying on the the private jet. Uh, what was that like? Man, it's just so mean. It's a little bit of motivation. A little bit of motivation. One of the best things, I think the coolest thing about it, is how fast we got to take off once we got in the plane. It, it wasn't five minutes. We literally got near and immediately left. And I was like, wow, like we ain't got to go through all these safety instructions and go wait on the, the little thing to take off. I was like, we just got straight to it. You, you got the pilot being like, put your seatbelts on back there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> put your seatbelts on like you're going on vacation. You know, you're better. You're a better human being than me, Mike, because I would have been sitting there like champagne, Kristoff <laughs> for the whole crew. That's awesome. I wanted to. I wanted that. Like, one day. One day, one day we'll do that. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. We'll end it here. I promise you. We'll end it here. But Ann Marshall says, hashtag ask Mike, craziest question you had at Media Day. Hmm. I wouldn't say this isn't the craziest question, but I did get a crazy, I guess, statement. I was doing like a radio interview. And this dude, he asked me, he said, uh, do you have a nickname? And I was like, no, nah, not really. He's like, they should call you KD. And I was like, wow, wow. You're going to, he went for the jugular at the beginning of the interview. He went for the jugular, and I was like, I was actually like, uh, well, I transferred after another year after we had lost in the national championship, but also Katie's my favorite basketball player, so I would appreciate that. But yeah, man, he came from it pretty hard. We're gonna talk off air. All right, Mike Jones. I mean, you don't have the hair. I, know, I was surprised. I was really surprised when he said that. I was like, me, Katie. Is I was it like, the oh, hair? I mean, it's not the hair. I mean, Katie. <laughs> KD's got baby ant heels on his head. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mike Jones Jr. has been our guest. Buddy, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Hey, we probably won't talk to you until the, the start of camp. Stay healthy. Stay rested. Do not go to the blue store, Michael, and start eating. But if you do, it's shrimp fried rice Saturday. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Shrimp fried rice Saturday is all I'm saying. So we'll see you I soon, got, buddy. I got to stay away from there. Stay away. <laughs> it sucked me in on Tuesday, Mike. I, I'm going to lunch. I'm like, I'm going to go to Smoothie King. I'm going to eat healthy. <laughs> Pass by it, and, and I, I see Miss Anita just waving her flag around. You know, just like, <laughs> come get your fried chicken. And I'm, I, Next thing I knew, I'm like 25,000 uh, wings in. You know, I mean. As I would be. I go like quick story. All right, all right. Telling my cousin the other day. So I'm going to Chipotle. I'm like, you know, I can eat a little better on the way to Chipotle. And uh I'm passing the road and I'm at the stoplight and to the left 
is the blue store, and I can see it in the corner of my eye. And to the oh, right no. is Chipotle. And I'm sitting there, and the light, the, the light's taking a long time to turn. I'm like, maybe I'll just go give me some wings real quick. And I literally, <laughs> I literally had to convince myself to not get the wings because I had told myself before I was getting Chipotle. And I'm sitting there the whole time, and I'm be like, maybe just six. That's not a lot of them. That's just a little snack. Good, good, good number. Good number. <laughs> you know that. You know what you do there, right? You go to both places. <laughs> Trust me. You want everybody asks me, Blake, why are you an offensive lineman? Because I would go get wings, and then I'd go get you know like the the bowl at Chipotle. <laughs> I'm telling hey, you, man. I've should have done that. Fact. Well, and, and I just I break the wings up sometimes, and I put them like in the Chipotle bowl. Nah, man. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Mike, if there's any way, dog, there's a reason I'm, you know, offensive linemen are fat, bro. We come up with the most creative ways to stay fat and not get skinny. So what? Yeah. I got huge traps. You know, so what? You know, I can still bench like in the threes. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm going to find a way to eat good food, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll see you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. That's Mike Jones Jr. Uh, that's joining us. Always fantastic. Uh, Aunt Marcia says, sp spoken like a true lineman. Y'all think I'm crazy? Yeah, this that 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 question, that was a great question. But what's crazy about that is, is somebody asked him that. Y'all wonder why I get on these radio dudes, man. Ass clowns. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills, and then we'll wrap up the show. None better than our good friends over at Gramco. Guys, we'll be back in one minute. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramcode.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. I, um, <laughs> I, I just don't, I, I don't understand these questions, man, that these dudes ask. I, I really don't. Uh, it's your boy Tree on YouTube says, Conspiracy in Sports. Tackett Curtis went to USC a, to guarantee a face-off with LSU in 2024. No, I think he went to USC because, look, man, it's if you want to play in the Big Ten, right, like if you do play in the Big Ten, then um, you can go to USC now, and you don't have to stay in the snow. You don't have to stay in the snow. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, we can talk a little Saints camp before we do get out of here. Uh, Saints camp is open to the fans and media today. Um, good to see Mike Thomas back out there, man. I, I mean, 
me and uh, uh, TC, Terrence Copper on Believe in Saints, we're talking about this, this this week. You know, don't ever tell me people aren't watching you. You know, Mike Thomas got all over Jeff Duncan, and quite honestly, I'm behind Mike Thomas on this one. You know, normally, normally I'm not um, about players reading the media and attacking the media, but Jeff Duncan's been pretty harsh on Michael Thomas, man. Actually, Jeff Duncan has been very harsh on Michael Thomas. Like, I think in one of the articles, he even called him a sometime, quote unquote, like sometimes acts like a baby or something like that. Good on Mike Thomas, man. I mean, dude, he's injured. I mean, so I know some of that played out, and and I still think that Mike Thomas and Sean Payton had their issues. Nobody's going to be able to convince me otherwise of that, right? Like, nobody. So, I'm not, I'm not saying Jeff deserved it or anything like that, but my God, my God, I don't, you know, Good to see Jameis Winston back out there, too. You know, throwing the ball around. I, look, I think the Saints are going to be fine, man. I think the Saints are going to be fine. Criminal Minded says, you love that boy, huh, Blake? If you're talking about Mike Jones Jr., absolutely, man. I, I, I really I, I really do. I really do. I think he's a great, great young man. And look, I think Chris Hilton's a great young man. All the, all the guys that we bring on this show, I think, are fantastic. They're great young men. And... You know, a lot of people complain and bitch and moan about NIL because look at what it's brought us. You know, like we're able to do things. and These players are able to go out and talk. And this is what it's all about, bro. Golly. Uh, Ray Pouse is great show as always. Who? Mike Jones was on fire. I agree. He is on fire. Uncle Who Dad says, MJ is funny as hell. I like that kid. I'll be pulling for him to do well this season as well as the football team agreed all right last one jordan says did y'all know that Jaden f daniels has a california record for all-purpose yards and second most passing yards and second most rushing yards i did know that i i, I don't get the um i don't really get the the slander behind that young man but We'll see. All right, guys, I'm going to be doing a write-up on AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. If you hadn't subscribed, go do that right now. Go do that today. Um, probably I'll have it out about 10, 30, 11 o'clock right before lunch. So they'll be fun. All right, guys, we'll see you all again soon. Y'all have a good night or have a good day. See, I'm, I'm talking about, like, all the shows we do at night. But y'all have a good day, and y'all stay tuned. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.